Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of estrogens found under the gynecology section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 52-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician with heat sensation in the upper chest and face. This is of sudden onset that later generalizes throughout the body. These episodes typically last approximately 5 minutes and are accompanied by palpitations and sweating. This occurs commonly at night and has led her to have poor sleep. She also reports feelings of vaginal dryness during daily activities. Her last menstrual period was one year ago. This is a case of menopause. Let's continue with an introduction to estrogens. The mechanism of action of estrogens is that they act on estrogen receptors, which are a member of the nuclear hormone receptors, and they lead to a number of effects, which include development of female secondary sex characteristics, such as breast development, follicular growth, endometrial proliferation, increases in myometrial excitability, positive and negative feedback on follicle-stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone, increases in protein synthesis in the liver, such as steroid hormone-binding globulin, decreases bone resorption, and increases high-density lipoprotein, and decreases low-density lipoprotein. Clinically, they are used for hormone replacement therapy in order to treat menopausal symptoms such as hot flashes, as well as primary ovarian insufficiency. They are also used in estrogen progestin contraception to prevent unwanted pregnancies and to treat anovulation and hyperandrogenism in polycystic ovarian syndrome. Their toxicity can lead to increased risk for endometrial cancer and increase in the risk of thromboformation. They can result in postmenopausal bleeding. In females exposed to diethylstilbestrol, they are at an increased risk for clear cell adenocarcinoma of the vagina and estrogens can also cause an increase in TBG and total hormone levels. However, free T4 and T3 will remain normal, so in a healthy patient, they will remain euthyroid and asymptomatic. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to estrogens, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. An 18-year-old girl comes to the clinic because she is concerned about her weight. She states that she is on her school's cheerleading team and is upset because she feels that she is the quote-unquote fattest girl on the team despite her healthy diet. She says that in the last two weeks since practice began, she has lost two pounds. The patient has bipolar disorder type 1. Her medications include lithium and a combined oral contraceptive that was recently started by her gynecologist because quote-unquote everyone is on it. Her mother has hypothyroidism and is treated with levothyroxine. The patient's BMI is 23.2. Thyroid function labs are drawn and demonstrate a TSH of 4.0, serum T4 of 18, free T4 of 1.4 with a normal range of 0.7 to 1.9, serum T3 of 210 with the free T3 of 6.0 with a normal range of 3.0 to 7.0. Which of the following is the most likely cause of the patient's abnormal lab values? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Familial hyperthyroidism. Choice 2. Hypocholesterolemia. Choice 3. Lithium. Choice 4. Oral contraception induced. Or choice 5. Surreptitious use of levothyroxine. The best answer to this question is choice 4. Oral contraception induced. The patient is presenting with elevated total thyroid hormone levels but normal free T4 and T3 levels, likely caused by her newly initiated oral contraceptive pills. 
an increased estrogen state can cause an increase in thyroid binding globulins. In effect, total thyroid hormone levels will increase while free T4 and T3 levels remain normal. Some causes of hyperestrogenemia include hormonal contraception, hormone replacement therapy, and hormone-secreting ovarian tumors. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Familial hyperthyroidism would result in low thyroid-stimulating hormone levels, with an increase in both total and free T4 and T3 levels. Familial hyperthyroidism is caused by a mutation in a TSH receptor. It can present with mild to severe symptoms of hyperthyroidism, such as diarrhea, palpitations, weight loss, increased appetite, heat intolerance, etc. Choice 2. Hypocholesterolemia can be caused by hyperthyroidism, but itself would not be the cause of an increase in thyroid hormone levels. Choice 3. Lithium causes an increase in iodine content within the thyroid, which inhibits the release of T4 and T3. Lithium most commonly causes goiters or hypothyroidism. Lithium has also been less commonly associated with hyperthyroidism, though TSH would be low while both total and free thyroid hormone levels would be elevated. Choice 5. Surreptitious use of levothyroxine would cause low serum TSH. Serum T4 and or T3 may be elevated or normal. Finally, a bullet summary. Any increased estrogen state can cause an elevation in TBG and total thyroid hormone levels, while free T4 and T3 levels remain normal. That's all for this review about estrogens. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.